Hey there, NASCAR fans. Have you got your copy of the latest edition of NASCAR Pole Position Print Magazine? If not, there's no better time than now to subscribe at PolePositionMag.com. NASCAR Pole Position is the only print magazine covering NASCAR. Officially licensed by NASCAR, NASCAR Pole Position Magazine is published throughout the NASCAR season, and each edition is an instant collector's item, backed with great feature stories and photography. The magazine is even mailed to you in a poly bag for those who love to collect NASCAR memorabilia. At PolePositionMag.com, you can even find past issues available to purchase. Get your subscription to NASCAR Pole Position and get great NASCAR content delivered straight to your mailbox throughout the season. Learn more at PolePositionMag.com. That's PolePositionMag.com. Eric Estep here. One of my favorite parts of being a NASCAR fan is collecting diecasts. It's how I got my start on YouTube, actually. To me, a room is not complete until it features shelves of NASCAR diecast cars. It's as good a time as ever to continue your collection or begin an all-new one by pre-ordering your favorite driver's 2022 next-gen diecast at LionelRacing.com or at any authorized Lionel retailer. Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove Podcast Network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the NASCAR Weekly Podcast, Season 6. I don't know what episode number this is, like 7 or 8, something like that. It's We're a four lot. Races in. <laughs> I'm like the lot. only one in our titles who keeps track of that, and I'm like, why am I the only one doing this? <laughs> I do love the inconsistency between how we each do our titles. There is no uniformity, but uh, we're back. Uh, lots of news today. It's been a busy day um, in the NASCAR world. We're going to get to the Hendrick stuff. We'll get to Denny Hamlin. We'll talk Phoenix and preview Atlanta in a bit. Glad you could join us live. The chat is already blown up. Green, green, green. I love it. But first off, we like to begin these episodes by kind of getting something off our chest. Uh, so we're going to start with you, Danny. Do you have a hot take? Do you have just something that's been eating at you the last few days that you want to begin this week's show with? Man, not so much a hot take. But why is this exactly what would happen to me? My favorite NFL team is number one AFC team a couple of years ago. Wins home field advantage. They get out the first round. My, my favorite college football team is number one in college football playoffs last year. They immediately blow it to Georgia. Go dogs. 
<laughs> what? No, no, I know you're lying. Yeah, uh, what the heck? That came out of nowhere. Alex Bowman gets first place in the in the standings and point standings. Immediately blows it to a penalty. Why is that just the ultimate thing for for my sports to happen? That's all I got. It's not a hot take, but it's like, why is that happening? I just started the timer because I was like, I always wait till we're done with the intro part. And I'm like, no, nope, it's just mind. a woe is me. <laughs> yeah, this is a <laughs> I'm also uh, realizing we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see some live on air production here. There we go. I realized you guys weren't on screen as much, so my bad. No, oh, okay. Bad. It's oh, fine. You're, you're fine, Joe. We don't need to be on screen. We don't. We yeah. have a face for radio, as they small, say. This small is a podcast. Thing. We don't have to say it all. Turn it. Turn all the cameras off. You know yeah, what? Here the, we go. Turn our audio listeners right are now. doing this the right way. Honestly. <laughs> um, well, Jared, if you're, are you ready? Do you have something oh, that you wanted to? Oh, I see. Oh, let it. Boy. Let it flow forth. Hit, I, hit, 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 I can't wait to see the poll on this one. So, we heard this week that Denny Hamlin had purposely gotten into Ross Chastain. Uh, and I had put on a video that I thought that Denny Hamlin made a mistake. Now, the mistake had everything to do with on the racetrack in the sense that, well, if Chastain feels like he owes him one, snaps, whatever, Denny is going to be paying at a definitely more conclusive time than uh, he would at the you know four races into the season. My hot take is this. NASCAR made a mistake with this penalty. Now, hmm. I say this because if this had happened, Oh, wait, we can actually imagine this. This happened without him saying he had done it for two days. And we really, oh, there might be a penalty here and there. We'll review it. And the only reason they're going to review it is because it was Chastain and Hamlin. They've been going back and forth. If it was, you know, any other incident where it's something where a guy gets in the wall, they get into each other a little bit here and there, but they don't admit they purposely did it, it's okay in NASCAR's eyes. But once the NASCAR driver comes out, shows their personality a little bit, and actually goes out there and breaks the mold, we have to penalize him. So the way I see it is that NASCAR made the mistake because in a lot of ways, and I think a lot of drivers will see this, you have to rein in that personality more. And that's something that we had trouble with before. Denny Hamlin's been in the middle of this before, and I don't want this to happen again where NASCAR drivers are just cardboard clones of each other. Yeah. Fair enough. I th- we'll definitely get into that more because I have some rebuttals mm. and, and agreements to what you just said. But uh, Darian, what are you talking about this week? Boy, it is a sad day. Pretty sad, tough day to be a fan of Hendrick Motorsports, isn't it? Now, we'll get to more of that um, later on in the show. And also, too, I love the uh, the lovely uh, breaking news thing, Jared. Love that. Love your work. But um, <laughs> they're going to be okay. They're going to be okay, y'all. Okay? Yes. I see all the penalties, all the points that were lost, the precious points, man. Oh, my gosh. Some of their drivers are um, below freaking Wickware racing cars and points. But you know what? It's that next man up mentality, okay? You're going to lose your crew chief, sure. You're going to lose some resources, you know, along the way, sure. But Hendrick Motorsports, you know what? If any team can come back from this type of penalty, it's Hendrick Motorsports. We've seen them time and time again dig themselves out of certain holes that they've put themselves in, unfortunately. I'm looking at you, Chad Gannell. You know, I'm not saying y'all are innocent, but this isn't the first time they've had a penalty. But now, this is certainly one of the biggest penalties ever. But you know what? If any team can can come back you know, and, uh, and uh, beat the odds, I'd assume it'd be Hendrick Motorsports. So for all the Hendrick Motorsports fans out there, fans of Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Josh Berry, 
William Byron, I'm Alex Bowman. I didn't, sorry, Danny, I said Alex Bowman last. I didn't do that on purpose, I promise. You know what? If you're fans of them, y'all will be okay. It is okay. You're going to be okay. Hendrick That's okay. Scores, That's okay. Still you a championship just- contender. You just said the best for last right there. I mean, he was number one anyways. Oh, that's a good way to look at it. Yeah, you're right. He's still number uh, one of the Hendrick team. Yeah, he is. He's the only one ahead of the guy with the broken leg. He's the number, he's the number is, one is, driver. Is that, is that what Hendrick fans are just going to do right now? Is just like, well, if you look at it this way. And... Yeah. We're not we're not as bad as Justin Haley. <laughs> yeah, could be negative 40 hey. points. Dale Earnhardt has more points than Justin Haley. Oh, <laughs> Mark in the chat says points don't matter. So he's uh, he's clearly not worried. I, I think he should be a little more worried than that. But um, oh, I thought you were going to say something, Danny. <laughs> I, I was. I didn't, I didn't want to interrupt, though. I was going to say, like, you know, I I wouldn't be too worried. I, I really I like the 48th chances coming up here at Coda. And then Larson's going to have a good shot at Bristol Dirt. So oh, I, yeah. I don't feel too worried about any of them. Dan, you truly are the master of segues because that's what I want to talk about is Circuit of the Americas for a few moments. Allow me to rave about my new home track since Texas Motor Speedway is garbage. Nobody wants to talk about it. It's like the boogeyman. Um, Circuit of the Americas coming up in a couple of weeks uh, is a marquee event officially. Uh, I think even before it was confirmed this week that Jimmy Johnson is on the entry list. You got two F1 world champions, an IMSA champion, and, you know, Connor Daly from IndyCar. He's in the field at least. So a lot of different disciplines are represented. <laughs> Um, but you know, circuit of the Americas to me, it's not the Daytona 500, maybe not even quite the Chicago street race. Cause that's going to be such a unique event later this summer, but Coda has emerged, you know, in that Bristol dirt tier where it's not just another road course to me, it's probably the most, uh, highly anticipated road course besides the Chicago street course on the schedule this year. And, uh, for a track that a few years ago, even when it was hosting F1, its future was uncertain. IndyCar had a quick stop there and hasn't been back. That track's had a weird, rocky history in recent years. But uh, to see NASCAR bringing all these stars to this event, I- I'm excited. I hope this means Coda has a more permanent uh, place on the NASCAR schedule going forward. I'm looking forward to it. I know it's, we got Atlanta first, but I'm already looking ahead to Circuit of the Americas in Austin, Texas. As long as there's uh, no monsoon. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. two years ago, that was. Oh God! But I'm, I'm, I really feel bad that that was y'all's Texas or you know Coda experience was it's, the mon- monsoon it was year. Slapping us in the face, bro. Yeah, it was. That was, yeah, it was crazy. It was. That was it too was. Bad. But, it, but you know what? It was unique, and I've yeah. never had a race like that. And I have experienced way worse weather races <laughs> in the sense of freezing my ass off at races. And I'd rather be, you know, in seventy degree weather in the rain than thirty degree weather. And windy, like so. Yeah, it was I'm, fun. Yeah. It was still fun. It Y'all was remember lame. the remember the go karts outside the track? There was like yes. that one little puddle that was like you hit that, that and was you so you mean. They, No, they they, was, they wet it down. They would wet it, it down was an to keep evil yeah. puddle. But you know what? The funny part to me was when we were all hanging out in the little lobby area thing. You could tell the people working there did not want us there. They were like, "Get yeah, out!" <laughs> I do remember that. They're they're used to that F one crowd. That's and, why. And you know, we said, "Screw you! We're doing another one." <laughs> yeah, I do. I forgot about that. Yeah, the high schoolers working at Coda Karting like, were not get out of here. They didn't like anybody. They they seemed genuinely bothered that people wanted to participate in go karting. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up was, and take uh, my money. But, yeah, they refuse. Well, if, if they're a high schooler, I'll just say, and they're probably just there to collect a check and hope they don't have to do any work. Man. Much. Yeah. Um, well, I guess we should, you know, enough of the small talk. Uh, should I make a poll, Jared, as a, as to who, which of our takes people agreed with most? Mm. I, I was like, let's see what the hottest one is. That'd be, that'd the, be hottest yeah. okay, the hottest take. Okay, I'll ask them who's, 
who the hottest take was. Uh, but as I'm typing that up, I'll let one of you guys jump things off with uh, the Hendrick Motorsports colleague penalties. Uh, wow. I mean, <laughs> they're all four teams penalized. Hey, Don't go for it, Jared. There's yeah, a lot to go through. Yeah, there was a lot. So I'll just kind of. I, I have on the bottom what we got right now, but I'll give you the Sparks Notes version at least before we get really into it. Uh, so Kyle Larson, William Byron, and Alex Bowman, as well as Justin Haley, have all been penalized 100 driver and owner's points, and the nine team has lost 100 owner's points only. Chase Elliott uh, wouldn't be penalized as he wasn't there, and Josh Berry isn't racing for cup points. Uh, on top of that, all the penalized teams will lose 10 playoff points, and again, the nine only losing 10 playoff points for the owner's championship. Uh, all the Hendrick cars and the colleague 31 car have also been penalized a hundred thousand dollars each. Uh, and all five of those crew chiefs for those teams have been suspended for races as well. Now Hendrick motorsports has said they will appeal. Uh, I forgive me. I have not looked to see if colleague has, but I assume they will. Um, but yeah, that that's leading into it. That's why we got the red on the bottom. Uh, but there, there's a, there, it's pretty big. It's a little bit bigger than, uh, most penalties, you know, in history. It's the largest fine given to a single team, uh, in NASCAR history. Cause that's $400,000 accumulated that Hendrick Motorsports now has to pay the, uh, NASCAR warden. Uh, that, that's NASCAR. Warden. It's, it's big. <laughs> and, you know, they have appealed and you know, we can talk a little bit about that. Like, I, I don't know if y'all, do you, do you guys think it has a chance of being overturned. I mean, they're arguing that no, the, the parts were out of spec when they were sent to them and well, NASCAR uh, miscommunicated well, from there. Jared, Jared, what, what do you think about that? Tell them, tell them what, what if, we was talking about. It, if they knew they were out of spec, why didn't they bring it up to NASCAR in the first place to avoid all this? That's, exactly. That's, like, so, like, I, that I, sounds I, like you snitch on yourself. It, it's like Einstein playing dumb in fourth grade math. Like, yeah. when, like if that's the case and you you've been caught the whole time, why didn't you just say something and get the proper ones? Because if it was improper, wouldn't it more than likely also be improper arrow-wise and hurt your cause? And also, too, like if you're gonna give this this big of a penalty, like I don't is I don't think there's even there's really a chance. Like like NASCAR's for sure. Like okay, y'all definitely uh, messed up royally, so um, you're gonna have to mess around and, and find out. You know that's a new penalty. That's a new, um, that's a new penalty system, basically. F around and find out, basically, on the uh, F around and find out scale. Ironically, it was about this time last year when Kozlowski had his big penalty. Yep, so, that's re- true. But remember, uh, remember, he's not the first one. Haley isn't the first one to be below, you know, negative points. You know, Kozlowski <laughs> last year. Mikey, anyone remember Mikey? Mikey walked <laughs> so all of you could trip. <laughs> hey, but what? Hey, but wasn't Mikey like like he had negative points for months, right? Because he kept DMQing for races. races. Yeah, he kept missing yeah. the races. <laughs> Oof. Started a brand new team and he couldn't even make the races. He <laughs> couldn't even break even on points for a while. <laughs> and at the points. time, like this was this was Toyota's top investment, so it was very embarrassing. It was their first him. year in Cup, he had, bro. He had less points in May than he did in January. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's still all, do this, it's all this over a little. Of, all this over a little jet fuel. 15, 16 yeah. years later, it's still one of the funniest things to me. Yeah. But anyway, let's I like, get back to the present. Well, I like yeah. this comment from Rosh Crash Dane, and we will get to all the super chats at the halfway point of the show. But he says, "Can Louvers still be friends?" <laughs> That's a good side one. note. Can I just appreciate that my mom just said that she voted for my hot take just because she's my mom. <laughs> <laughs> I right now Jarrett's leading the hot take, but I feel like that oh, happens I'm almost losing. every week. I'm losing bad. I'm losing um, bad. 
Yeah, I the only defense I could maybe think of for Hendrick, because you're right, if you know they were out of the parts were out of spec, logically they should take him to NASCAR and say, Hey, these parts are wrong. What do we do? Is maybe that's where the miscommunication came in. Maybe they heard from someone, oh hey, just use them. We'll get you new parts as soon as we can. Supply shortages, supply chain issues. Who knows? That could have been the miscommunication. I think they're going to have a hard time getting this penalty overturned. Now, they did also argue, or part of their appeal argument, it sounds like, is going to be that, well, hey, Keselowski, when he got the 100-point penalty, McDowell, when he got the 100-point Harvick, when he got the 100-point penalty, those were for infractions that were found at the R&D center after they'd been used in a race. These Hendrick Louvers were confiscated before qualifying. Like, they never actually raced with these Louvers, as far as we know. So the argument there is that we should get less of a penalty because we didn't actually race uh, with them. And maybe there's some standing to that. Maybe not. The rule book's pretty vague. It's just, if you illegally modify a single source part, you're getting screwed. And it doesn't say if we catch you here, if we catch you then, it's just, if you, if you modify a part, that's a penalty. So it'll be interesting to see how the appeals panel rules on it. We saw last year, the appeals panel basically stuck. I think any, um, like, you know, uh, L2, uh, spec part penalty, I'm pretty sure that anyone that was appealed was upheld. The only things they seemed to rescind were behavioral penalties, like the William Byron um, uh, penalty he got for wrecking Denny Hamlin. They kind of changed that a lot. So we'll see. I, I give it a slim chance, but it's not I, zero, I, I guess. I do want to say I agree with this uh, comment from Fishing of Car. said it shouldn't matter that they weren't racing because if they didn't catch it before the race, then they would have caught it after. And I, I agree with that. It, it was, it was going to – they brought it to the track to compete with, and there's no excuse for that. But also, too, yeah. to your earlier point, Eric, like, if they did think, like, hey, you know, like, something's, you know, um, wrong with this or whatever, and if they did go to somebody, like, so basically, like, they're going to go to, like, another team and, and ask them, like, hey, is this okay to do? Like, I, 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 I don't think, know. I, I would really assume they asked them. They asked NASCAR. I mean, it's, okay, okay. they've got to be officials well, they can talk to. I, I, I guess I they didn't. I mean, they must not have that. Or if they did, they they case. they either intentionally misunderstood something they said, or they. I will just we'll have to wait and see. We'll, we'll see. The, we'll see. The emails I, or the phone conversations will probably never go public, but uh, you know they will probably be presented in I'm this saying. appeals hearing, and we'll find out based on the appeal result whether or not it was a valid argument yeah because i wasn't I, sure oh go ahead go ahead Dan. no you, you go ahead you go ahead. Yeah, yeah yeah i wasn't sure at first i'm like okay so is this like was this something that hendrick motorsports assumed like okay we'll just run it and if they catch us we'll just explain ourselves and they'll be okay with it they'll be like clearly not but I, hey i'm not sure i'm not sure hey maybe they did talk to him before a little bit i'm yeah we'll have to wait and see but uh hey they're gonna appeal and um i think um they're not going to win. I don't think it's such it's, a huge penalty though. It's man. an uphill like, battle. Yeah. Why would yeah. you give this big of a penalty just to let's, take it all away? You know, let's assume they, the penalties are upheld for a moment. We've joked about, you know, for Justin Haley being negative 40, Alex <laughs> Bowman goes from leading the points for the first time in his cup series career to outside the top 20. Obviously the 10 playoff point deduction basically eliminates all the points Byron got for winning the last two races. Like how how much is this going to affect this team? Not just during the regular season. Cause now I think regular season championships out the window. They're just going to be lucky to get back into the top 10, but come playoffs, assuming most, if not all the Hendrick cars make the playoffs, uh, how will this affect them round by round? Jared, well, what do you think? So, and I'll put it on the bottom uh, later in the show, but the playoff standings have shaken up a bunch. Uh, Corey LaJoy's back in the playoffs at the moment. <laughs> hey, <there laughs> Let's go. go. Um, but I get mean, look at, you know, Byron with the two wins is going to be in no matter what. The playoff points issue for me, you're going to see that, I think, round of 12, round of eight. That's where it's going to make a difference. There, yeah. there's, 
with three four t- you know with three teams driver wise penalized on this and we're assuming that the other two will make it in because they both have been fast enough to do so uh though maybe that'll change depending on what they found uh i i'm gonna think that bowman and larson are either gonna get a win or be fast enough to make it at the moment uh <laughs> the moment bowman is 25 out of the playoffs and it's actually not that bad for yeah, how no. he's been doing it so far to season. That's how that's how many points he get, like he got ahead. Larson is forty two. Justin Haley's one hundred nineteen. He's already he's must win the rest of the season. Yeah, uh, no, Justin you, Haley is. You know the the oh, meme it's where it's 30, like the, the you know the <laughs> meme where it's the kid being tossed in the air, one struggling, one that's chained to the bottom, been there forever. That's Justin Haley right now. Yeah, yeah. you're on your own. You're on so, your own, buddy. I he's the basement boy. So yeah. <laughs> I, I'll be real. It's it's early enough, and unlike RFK last year, and unlike front row, it they're not a mediocre team. They're arguably the best team in NASCAR. Uh, I would I would say they are at least the last probably year, year and a half, two oh, years, yeah. whatever. So I think I don't I don't know if regular season championship is in anymore. You're gonna have to make up a lot of points between then. Uh, but I still think they'll get playoff points for being in the top 10 in points i think a couple of them will for sure yeah i think i honestly i think that at least the five and the 48 are consistently fast enough the last couple years i know byron fans are gonna love me saying that uh that (laughs) i think they're gonna get in the top talk more about byron being good he won the damn race even without (laughs) the uh the louver so i think he's been i think he's pretty pretty darn good uh but i i think that for the most part hendrick will be okay regular season again i think it's the last you know seven to four weeks of the season where we're really going to see if this makes as big of an effect as we thought. I said it last week. I think with, I think I said within the next six races, the other Hendrick guys can get away. And I still think that. Yeah, it hasn't changed. Like, I mean, look, I mean, obviously, like I said, in my hot take, the major setback, but it's still Hendrick motorsports. And also too, Hendrick motorsports is loaded with talent, not just driver wise, but crew wise, technically, you know, engine department, everything so it's that it's that next man up mentality just put whoever on the uh on the pit box and hey let's uh keep winning some races could could even you know i've seen people throw out this idea could see some guys maybe like a greg ives come back for a little bit yeah yeah i mean he's got to be on the short list maybe chad just has to suck it up for a few i mean if we we really got to replace four of them you know i'd consider chad hopping in hey i'm tart would be on a line too or do you think they just go to the car chiefs then look i i think honestly i think the the smartest move is is just elevate the car chiefs to crew chiefs for those um for those four weeks or it really depends on i guess you know how the uh you know how how um how comfortable the uh the uh the drivers feel about that as well but i would say that's the easiest move and then elevate you know some people from within to you know take the car chief role and stuff you know and again it's hendrick motorsports extremely talented team all around so I, they'll be okay they'll be okay we're we're, we're gonna do uh, a straw system we're gonna get three three goats uh we're gonna get chad knaus we're gonna get uh uh steve Latart. we're gonna find lance mcgrew and then uh, <laughs> and then the short straw can just get rick hendrick well, so lance mcgrew takes over for larson, larson i'm having non flashbacks like to 09 oh, no. 2010 right now yeah yeah you know what you're doing with that on, i man. do know what i'm doing <laughs> Still a Bush like, Series champion, though. Fact. <laughs> Groovy Goose said in the chat, "Hood Louvergate doesn't roll off the tongue." Yeah, that's unfortunate. Hey, I like how they're memeing. I, they're memeing I, I can never understand how to say it. Pardon me. Let's we'll call it lover. It's the it's it? the lover. Lover. The Louvre. And do you want to be my lover? 
You gotta be. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> well, uh, if you I, I guess be we can. Louver, you gotta be up to spec. <laughs> 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 I got it. Every week, I'm gonna manage to get everyone at least once. God damn it! Yeah. You got me. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we can kind of leave it there for now. We definitely want to open the show up. I'm sure there'll be other super chats later we'll react to. Um, but I think we should sort of transition over to phoenix now the actual race uh some of this is a little awkward to talk about we'll talk about <laughs> william byron winning we now know he's you know been nailed in the points and the playoff points yeah. don't really count now but uh william byron gets the win late race restart he beats kyle larson despite larson being the control car the only reason they were even out front is because they took two tires meanwhile kevin harvick the dominant long run car took four so it came down to the two hendrick boys once again darian uh your reaction to hendrick squeaking out the win even though kevin harvick seemed to kind of track them down hey kevin harvick stole the show man and you know what you know what you know what's uh, you know what sucks already this is why I don't really like doing the whole predictions thing, you know, too much because I predicted he wouldn't make the playoffs. He's already the points leader. So there goes my, woo. Oh, it is already out the window, man. But hey, Kevin Harvick stole the show. And I know some of you are like, well, isn't this expected? This is Phoenix and stuff. I said at the very least a top 10 run. And it was looking like that at first. But as the race just gone, as the race, um, um, as the race went on, like he was just on it, man. Him and his yeah. guys, like they were just, they were just adjusting to the tracks, you know, adjusting their setup and stuff. And, yeah, what a difference between rolling. the last week where he said uh, it's a bad day to be driving a Ford. Yeah, no, <laughs> totally night and day. Now, it was a bad day if you were Joey Logano. I mean, we can we talk about him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of the Fords weren't uh, too different too from the last time they were. But not, nah, but not. Nah, I mean, for the most part, it was a Hendrick 1-2 domination show all day. I was a little concerned with how some of the fans would take this race because it was the first race with this arrow package and i'm like i don't think phoenix is the best judge of this package just because we know traditionally how it races so i went into this race with low expectations anyway and honestly like you know i know i picked i know i picked kyle bush to win but as we were starting to see some of those practice times i was like yeah this is looking like it's going to be a hendrick motorsports domination i don't know if it's going to be all four or if it's just going to be two or one but I had said in the uh, in the uh, Garage Guys little pre-race um, Twitter space they do that I had a feeling that Kyle Larson would have a dominant day, but he would find a way to lose the race afterwards. This was a little different, you know, but I mean, he he was dominant too. I mean, he was dominant out yeah. there, but hey, Led William Byron. William Byron, though, man, him and Rudy Fugel, you know, Jared had said it earlier, no more excuses. We should expect this type of stuff from him because – you know, he's been with the team since 2018. We've had such high expectations of him for so many years. It's great to finally see him, you know, live up to them somewhat. We're still very early in the season, but it's looking good. It's looking good right now. But also, too, he had won two races early last season and didn't show up again until the playoffs. So anything can yeah. happen. But right now it's looking good. Yeah, it's looking uh, really good. Uh, Jarrett, were you surprised? You know, this is two weeks in a row that Kyle Larson seemed to be in the catbird seat, you know, ready to win and, Two weeks ago, it was his pit crew got beat on pit road by Byron's. But in this case, it was Byron just beating Larson on the restart. Like, I, I don't know. Is this heartbreak for Larson as much as it is heartbreak for Harvick? Uh, not as much as Harvick, I don't think. But I would say with Larson is outside of 2021, has he really historically been a closer or somebody who gets beat right at the end of races? Because for That's me, a good point. For mm. me, I, I feel like 2021 completely warped how all of us view Kyle Larson. Uh you know, I I think that he's it's heartbreaking in the sense that two weeks in a row that he led like this, he's shown he has one of the fastest cars. Uh, but I I I feel like 
when you're in position to win like this over and over again, you're you will start winning. It's going to turn, especially with a good enough team like that. I mean, we've seen it with William Byron the last two weeks. Like the team has elevated themselves. Driver has elevated himself. They stay in position to win, even if they're not leading at the end, like with this week with William Byron. And then the team and driver deliver at the end of the race when they give, when the opportunity is given. So I I don't think it's heartbreaking. Um, I will say it was interesting hearing Cliff Daniels basically like, Walked down to him like he was a 15 year old with a permit like that was interesting to me i did i was not expecting to hear that i, th- I think that's just his voice he sounds like this so even when he's just like you know ordering something at the drive through it sounds like he's like yeah demanding good point, good point. Yeah. yeah yeah it's just tone of voice <laughs> yeah. but no it was like what did he say he was like hey, so why did we run the high side or something like that right yeah, yeah. after getting passed yeah and that yeah, just he, reminded it, me of my driving strong. it reminded me of my driving instructor back in the day why did why we didn't merge? choose your turn signal? Yeah, why did we merge into the left lane without a turn signal? I'm like, why oh. are you going so slow on the freeway? Because I'm I'm scared. My first time on the freeway. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, that was yeah. that was interesting. That was interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I was surprised. Uh, you know, two weeks in a row, Kyle Larson in position to win doesn't get the win. That's a great point though. That before 2021, like remember all those second place finishes Larson had before he yep. finally closed the deal. I mean, that was the narrative. Larson was not clutch until. Mm-hmm. Suddenly he couldn't be stopped for about a year there. Um, but you know, some unfortunate signs earlier this year. But like you said, a lot of good speed. They're gonna be fine. He's gonna win races this year. They'll be in they'll be in position. I like, I like what Irvin Alvarado said in there. It's like a parent asking, Why did you get a B at math? <laughs> <laughs> but really quick question, Eric. I mean, like, look, you've had this driver on the show before. Now I, I gotta ask, like, what are your feelings on Harrison Burton now? Because over the weekend, like I'm <laughs> starting like, to going? see <laughs> I'm starting to see like some like I don't know, like now, like they're quick to throw the uh, the bus label. Unfortunately, I mean, he spun out, you know, in the closing laps, and it I, changed the outcome of the I, race. Like, I don't know. Like, can, can I just say I thought about using this as a hot take one week, but I, I'm still not sure if I'm ready to fully say this. But as of right now, I'm starting to think that they made a mistake not giving the Benedetta one more year. Oh, I, I think even at it the was, time, the sponsorship. Everyone- Problems yeah, too, everyone think, yeah. at the time was like, oh, yeah, Matt DiBenedetto is obviously a better driver than Harrison Burton. The hope was that maybe two or three years from now, Burton would take some strides. He obviously brought sponsorship. We know that's why the deal got done. Um, not to deviate and talk about Harrison Burton for 20 minutes, but yeah, uh, yeah spinning with you know six to go or whatever it was when he's running last when place. A Ford, when a Ford is leading and about to yeah, win the race. It's you know, just... It's- I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, I know that they didn't mean for that to happen. Yeah, this time, but. sure. I but I think for sure, like I think Harrison Burton is on bust alert if there's if yeah. there's such a thing. Like, like the reason I brought him up is because I saw a lot of negativity. I was like, whoa, whoa how old is he? Like, yeah, I did see a lot of negativity let too, me, mostly from Harvick fans, uh, which I understand. Let's see. Let me he's see he's not that old. He's like 23, right? 22. I know he's uh, younger than us. He's younger than us. I, I will so say. I, I will find I don't want to write him off, but I will find it funny if Jeff Burton, you know how like last year is like, you know, it usually takes 70 to 72 races, 22. Yes. Wow, 22. But yeah, yeah, you know, he's like, it usually takes 72 races to really feel comfortable. I'm wondering if Harrison Burton performs like this through the year. He's like, usually it actually takes a hundred races to really get your, <laughs> your bearing in this series. But yeah, I, yeah. I didn't want to talk about it too, but I just want to bring him up really quick. Cause I don't know. There's a lot of negativity surrounding him. So I just want to, the, the Harvick fans were, were mad. Yeah. He's got plenty of time. I'd have liked to have seen him a little bit longer in Xfinity personally, but mm-hmm. you know, teach their own. He's doing he's doing the best opportunity. I mean, no one would say no to the opportunity, but it's like right. at the same time, it's like it seems like a good guy. I hate to say this go south if the results aren't there immediately for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, uh, before we move on to the Denny Hamlin versus Ross stuff, we've touched on Harvick a couple of different times, but I, I just want to, I want to ask Danny as well. I, I thought Kevin Harvick was the show. Like I was started following him from about lap 40 on. I was like, he's the only guy moving forward. Let's see what he's got. I was listening to his radio, their communications, studying their lap times. And considering how bad Ford was at Las Vegas, I know a completely different type of track, different aero package, but Kevin Harvick was the only car, the only driver in the field who had anything for the Hendrick Chevys. Like, I mean, Danny, does this give Harvick fans some hope going into you know the rest of his final season? Hope definitely, but um, I guess it's going to be at at this rate more where do they capitalize? Because you know if they looked that bad at Las Vegas, and Las Vegas gives us a good indication for how a lot of these races are going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's only so many tracks that are like Phoenix throughout the year, so I guess I would say there are signs of what can be this season, but also just going to have to see how this year goes. I mean, we could come out this weekend to Atlanta. He could look really strong again. We could go to Coda and he's running 35th. You know, we we just got to see what happens. It really depends on like, yeah, like what Danny said. I mean, that team is just so inconsistent. And Jared, you got some of this flack too when we were saying like, oh yeah, Harvard's carrying SHR again. Well, no, no, because Chase Briscoe is running um, just inside the top 10. That's not carrying. That's not carrying. Like, wh- what are you talking about? That 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 is clear carrying. And then poor Ryan yeah. Priest, like what was his peak? Like top 15, top 20 there? And then Almarola yeah. had his issues and stuff. So it's very confusing. Like now, if if now if NASCAR raced at at a at um at a freaking Phoenix thirty six times a year, most definitely a championship threat right there, championship contender. But it's a great start to the season. But like Danny said, I mean Vegas, they were they were horrible. Really, all the Fords yeah. were. So I'm not really sure where to gauge them. I mean, it's a great story because not too many drivers in their swan song years are like leading the points like it never it never happens like that usually they're on their way out the door you know barely yeah. competitive but harvick's the exact opposite he wants to go out on top but the problem is you know will stuart haas racing allow him to do so and isaac said just... in the, isaac said in the chat shr is going to look like a third rate front row motorsports when harvick retires Oof. hey so. like, get ready for that rebuild y'all it's but gonna be a while as far as this goes this could just be this could just be a specialty kind of thing for SHR because, you know, last year we saw Briscoe get the win at Phoenix. We saw Briscoe look really fast at Gateway, a very similar track. And then Harvick this year, we saw Almirola win at New Hampshire a couple of years ago. Could just be a specialty thing for them right now. So they're we'll just see. Good at, they're good at the short flat ovals. That's actually a really good point. Um, let's move on. I've seen a lot of comments about this. We already talked about the, uh, Hendrick and colleague penalties, uh, but Denny Hamlin was penalized today as well. 25 driver points, $50,000 after he admitted on his podcast that he intentionally wrecked Ross Chastain on the final restart. Uh, So just to paint the picture a little bit, Ross Chastain and Denny Hamlin restarted like in row three or row four on the final restart. They were on two tires, whereas most of all the cars behind them were on four. Hamlin said on his podcast, he looked at that situation and said, you know, I'm probably going to finish 15th. So let me take Ross Chastain with me. They ended up finishing 23rd and 24th. Uh, Jarrett. I don't know. I, I feel like there's only one answer to this, but what was your reaction to Denny Hamlin admitting that that was not like, not, not, not the admission. Let's separate this. There's, there's the move itself. And then there's Denny Hamlin choosing to be honest about it. those are two separate subjects. I think what was your reaction to the move itself? Uh, I thought it was stupid. Like I thought okay. it was funny. 
Uh, but I thought it was stupid. Like, <laughs> it was, like, like uh, so to separate, we're gonna keep separating things until there's nothing more to separate here. So mm-hmm. I thought it was funny because I just, you know, watching the replay, watching top of my screen, watching anything having to do with it, and you just see these two cars glued together at the top of the wall, and I'm like, of course it's those two. Yeah. Like, without even knowing the story yet, I'm like, of course it's the one and the eleven. Um, so I thought it was funny. Where I thought the move was stupid was to make it intentional. You're falling back. And you basically do the equivalent without pulling in the garage of rage quitting the race. Yeah, and that's a good way to put it. You 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 give up a ton of points. Let's be honest. The start of Denny Hamlin's season last year showed that you may you may not be the consistent driver you used to be. And those poor sponsors so, too. Like I don't think they they like that either. So. No, yeah, <laughs> the sponsors probably didn't. But so I, I I didn't think it was smart also for the long term because Ross Chastain can say that he's fine. You know, they can say they're fine. Chastain said the same damn thing after Pocono last year, and uh, obviously they haven't been fine since. So Why am I just thinking of that? Uh, every, everybody asks you how you're doing. You say you're fine, but you know you're not fine. No. I like need, need for Speed Super Chat. Denny let the intrusive thoughts win. <laughs> well, I will say this. Ross is in Denny's head. Like this is oh, the, yeah. This is he's been in his head since Gateway last year. This like, confirms it. This is if like there's any doubt. Why Denny Hamlin won't win a championship 101. He lets easy things get into his head. You know, yeah. If, if you're this far in your career and you're letting a guy getting your get in your head for something that happened in the clash, like that. Do you really think they're ever going to see the big picture? No, exactly. It's you, you threw away because he probably cost himself at least eight points by doing this. And I know it's eight points early in the season, not the most important time, but still, you're not going to win a championship if you're just willing to throw away points like that to satisfy a grudge. And, and you know, the retaliation itself was weak because Ross Chastain on two tires was going backwards, too. You didn't really hurt him as bad as you probably thought you were. So. I, yeah, I agree. The the move itself was dumb. I'm sorry, Daniel. What were you gonna say? I was gonna say maybe he's just trying to build up the hype and eventually get Ross on his podcast to build up ratings. <laughs> well, so okay. If that's on where that his note, head's at, then again, yeah. he's not gonna win a championship. He, he never win at a championship. But the, you asked about the move, the like or like admitting the move. I should say that's what I was gonna say. Like now, moving mm-hmm. to the show itself, yes. what did you make, Jared, of him admitting it was intentional on his podcast? From a NASCAR precedent, it was dumb. We've seen with his driver himself, Bubba Wallace, when you admit doing something that NASCAR is saying is a little taboo, not the smartest move. So, uh, you know, I, I I think going into these relationships, the the driver is not supposed to be uh, is supposed to emulate the owner, not the other way around. Uh, but at the same time, like it it is personality. Still, we beg these drivers to have personality. I do. I don't agree with him doing it. I want to say that right now. And I think that's where the conversation should be with what we were just talking about. Uh, I think it was stupid. I think, you know, with this next gen car, it can be dangerous. The driver himself being out there ballsy enough to actually say what he thinks. I don't like NASCAR clamping down so much on that when it's something they obviously promote until it is egregiously available to see that he did it on purpose. Like if Denny Hamlin never admits this, he probably doesn't get a penalty. Oh, he absolutely that's, doesn't. That's just, I think that's the stupidity of it. Is yeah. we have such a double he could have standard. hit it. He, he yeah. really could have hid that. Well, he couldn't there's, help there's himself. There's nothing to he hide. He, he, there's nothing to hide. Nobody asked until his podcast if it was really yeah. intentional. So, like, yeah. I think that's that's the bad part on NASCAR's point and, is that they they will willingly hold a double standard like that. And if they're if they don't want this to happen, penalize it every time. If if you think you know, make a ball and strike call if you want to do it like that. But if not, 
leave it be and let the drivers police themselves. And now that he has publicly admitted that this happened in this week, this, this last week, we're at a faster track where more things are possible. He needs to stay out of any trouble. Don't cause anything. Don't bump into nobody. Because now he's going to be under strict microscope, microscope from NASCAR this weekend at a fast track like Atlanta Motor Speedway. He needs to stay far away from the one this weekend. And think back to Texas last year. He got wrecked under caution, and that penalty got taken back. Like, mm-hmm. I would say it's more egregious taking someone out through the infield grass at a track that doesn't have a pit wall under caution than it is to do this, you know, basically just glue each other to the wall you know, under under green flag conditions. I think both are dumb. It's I, I very think inconsistent, you penalize though. it if it's if very inconsistent. Yeah, yeah, it's very inconsistent, though. That's the thing, like, because it's like, okay, Byron can do that, not get a penalty, but then Hamlin admits to doing that. Well, so, you know, but, something. Okay, but Byron did get a penalty. It was partially, oh, rescinded, it was, it was partially separate, rescinded. Sorry, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. by a separate panel. But, like, yeah. I look at it more from this perspective. Like, what, you know, Ross Chastain cleaned Denny Hamlin out at Gateway, cleaned him out at Atlanta, cleaned him out at the clash this year, but because they were all accidents, they were just moments where he wasn't a very skillful driver. He gets no penalty for it. But the moment Denny Hamlin decides mm-hmm. he's going to retaliate and again, a pretty dumb way. It wasn't the most effective retaliation. It obviously hurt Denny's team. The moment he does that, he gets it with a penalty only because he admitted it. You know, I think and- it was Jeff Gluck who said on Twitter earlier today, that's like, now you're just going to have drivers mm-hmm. lying about it. They're just constantly going to lie. But and you know what? It's not good for transparency. It's not good for fans trying to watch and follow along and build up storylines and drama because drivers are going to be terrified Mm -hmm. of admitting they did anything on purpose. Like you'd never get a, I was just trying to rattle this cage comment today because that would probably result in a penalty. (laughs) You know what that tells me though? It tells me Chastain seems to know the game better than Hamlin. Like I'm I'm, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, like, let's be real here. You know, you want to talk about playing mental games here. There is a reason Denny Hamlin doesn't have a championship, and it's not because all the bogus playoff system, yada, yada, yada. It's all up here, man. Like, okay, so if you've seen, you know, your rival, you know, get into a lot of accidents with you, this and that, and not get penalized and stuff, and, you know, just keep quiet, then I I don't know. I I, I don't get what was Denny Hamlin trying to prove here? Because, number one, it's it's only the fourth race of the season. It's gonna be irrelevant in terms of the uh, in terms of the uh, the uh, the um, the championship fight in the grand scheme of things. Other than the fact that they're gonna come back to that track for the season finale, so you can go back and look on notes. But it was poorly timed, and then you've seen drivers over and over again. You know, some have said like, "Oh yeah, I did this," like Bubba Wallace, who happens to drive for Denny Hamlin, and you decide to run your mouth. And I know you have a podcast and stuff. You know, you got to be entertaining, this and that, but. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's just, I don't think, I think his priorities are out of whack, man. Like he's just, yeah. Yeah. It's just Ross Chastain. Like, like I, I get the feeling that he was trying to get one up on Ross Chastain, because if you listen to those comments, he was like, well, Ross, when, when you have a show and stuff, then yeah, then maybe you can say stuff. <laughs> well, actually, actually, no, no. It seems like having a show um, um doesn't benefit trouble. you like that. Yeah. It gets you in trouble. So Ross, you're better off not having a show. I got it. it just, I, I just got the feeling that, you know, he was like trying to one up him and I'm like, dude, no, Ross owns you, bro. Sorry. He owns you. Right now. Yeah. It's, it is. It does feel kind of one-sided. Um, if I look at this from NASCAR's perspective, I think at some point in the not so distant future, they're going to, they're going to need to make a decision. Either they officiate all forms of contact, even accidents. Like if someone, if like Chastain wrecks Hamlin at the clash, the way he did, 
NASCAR will determine that's a penalty. They send her to the rear. They're either going to have to go that route or they're going to have to go the route where it's more boys have at it, police yourself. Because right now they're trying to do both. They're trying to be like, you know, police yourself so we don't have to get involved. Oh, but also don't admit it was on purpose because then we will crack down. Or if you do what Bubba did at Las Vegas where it's really egregious, we're still going to have to crack down. And it's just they're kind of talking out of both sides of their mouth. I think they're going to have yeah. to pick one route and stick with it. I think it's it, it, like you could honestly do that. A lot of short tracks do that where if you yeah. cause a wreck and they deem you caused that wreck, send you to the back and you have to make your way it up could. front even if it was, wasn't intentional. So that could be a way you could you could go about it. Now, that would also fundamentally change how NASCAR change runs a lot. A lot. It would, uh, it would, but so it might not, be what happens. It's not to, to take lightly on it. I just, I don't like that the crux of the issue for NASCAR making a penalty on what's, like, I think at the end of the day, pinpointing, like, what it would be is more of a safety issue because with these cars, contact makes, you know, makes the body hurt a lot worse now. That the, the, the crux of a safety issue is on the honesty and personality of a driver, basically. Because say what you want about Denny mm-hmm. Hamlin. He's a good personality. He's fun to watch. Even if you mm-hmm. love to hate him, he's fun to watch. So I, yeah. that's what I don't like is because I think the drivers are going to take away from this. Oh, well, let's just stay more tight-lipped to the media. What's NASCAR <laughs> going to do? You're forced to talk more? Like, that's – Yeah. That, that, I, I don't like that that's how they're, they're judging this. This is the ball-and-strike call they're going on. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, I went and asked the chat, do you think Denny Hamlin should have been penalized? And 66, actually now 65% said yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, definitely pretty heavy favorites uh, in agreement. I mean, per the rule book, uh, he did break the rule. So I think the penalty was justified. I think the question is just, should they alter the way that rule is officiated in the future? I just, I um, just real quick, I just see in the chat, the last super chat from Big Hat Byron. I love that. I, I gotta say, <laughs> I, do, I, don't, I didn't get it. I don't know, maybe if that's his thing, but I honestly really love it. Like, it's unique. I don't know where it came from. I'm, it is I'm unique. starting to wonder if it is not a Byron thing, but it might be a hindered thing because Gordon was wearing one. No. So I want to see Bowman or Larson win soon because I want to yeah. know if they're going to start wearing it too. I like it. So before before he started wearing it, I'd seen some football players wearing it during last season. Gregson had a Wendy's one. Yeah. So hey, you know what? That's his thing. Hey, hey, cool. Good for him. That's cool though. I like that. I want to touch on a couple more things out of Phoenix. Uh, first, I want to do this one first. Mike Joy's comment about uh, keyboard warriors complaining about too many green flag commercials. Hey, that's us. Try to keep it pretty quick. Uh, Darian, what, what did you make of his comments? Um, so y'all can blast me again for this. I got blasted on Twitter for it. It's all good. A lot of people, um, 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 agreed with me though, too. So that was cool, but I thought it was cringe. I thought it was, it was, um, it was absolutely, uh, below him and I get where he was going with it, you know, trying to be funny and stuff, but here's the problem though. Like some work, some, some fans, they were, uh, um, they were, uh, comparing this to uh Dave to Spain's outburst about, um, all oh, like, um speed channel has uh, too many nascar um too much nascar as is some of y'all know what i'm talking about but um those aren't the same because a this was on an actual broadcast and b the fans all season have had um pretty fair criticisms of the broadcasting this year um i'd say it's um i'd say honestly it's d minus uh, quality in my opinion um compared to years past <laughs> And I don't know, I just don't think that, you know, speaking down to your audience is the best idea. I could be reading too much into it, but also too, uh, the term keyboard warriors was also, it was used improperly. That's that's used for mostly like people who are like insulting and stuff, you know, like, I don't think anybody was like insulting Mike Joy's, you know, his, uh, his level, you know, him as a, uh, as a, um, as a commentator, like we're criticizing you, you the broadcast. You way overestimate NASCAR fans. 
Yeah, that's a, <laughs> there's that's probably the thing, some though. that did. Ugh. But and so I, I'll say straight up, like on its own, it is kind of funny because Mike Joy is a straight man. He's the the great professional announcer, and he said yeah. something really stupid. He broke character. He broke. Yeah, yeah he broke character. The problem yeah. is, he broke is, like, the rules. Well, the problem mm-hmm. is, like I said, he, it, it was it was. I thought it was stupid just because mm-hmm. you know you've now like. It's kind of like a thing that I remember learning in a couple of classes about, like, you know, media, different stuff like that. When I was doing a few of, you know, different classes on that, and one of them, one one of the things that they really taught us and drove home is is to, one, don't insult your audience, even if it's stupid. I don't think people should be insulted by it. Uh I think if you're insulted by it, that's taking it too far and and too strong. Uh but I I think the problem is is that Fox, with Mike Joy doing that has now, through his comments, admitted, yeah, we know that you're all pissed by this, but should we change something? No, it's the children who are the problem. <laughs> yeah, you are wrong. And that's, yeah. that's where I, I'm like, come on. Like, mm-hmm. you know, this, I, know, I know they can't change it right now. Maybe they can change stuff up for the new contract and make it more flexible over time to adjust to a modern audience. But to, to go after people who, are, for the most part, I would say most people who have ripped on the commercials are justified in saying it's overboard. I think at that point you've you you've lost the plot, and it, it's and it's kind of justifying my hot take from like a month well, ago or so. Well, hey, there you go, your anti Mike Joy hot take. Mm, I, we, not we didn't anti Mike Joy. I'm anti bad <laughs> broadcasting. The, I the think well, for Joy is that he should feel no obligation to defend commercials because that's not his job. Exactly. He's not in the marketing department. He's not in the advertising budget. He's a talent. He shouldn't have to worry about what we feel is too much on that part of it. Yeah, I think it's good though yeah. that Fox, like they, they clearly know that there is a lot of criticism out there. And They've I'm seen so the criticism. Glad. I am happy that it is getting their attention, but the way they're reacting to it, mm, kind of questionable. <laughs> a little questionable. Yeah, I mean the the problem, Mike Joy, with Mike, what Mike Joy said is he broke rule number one of the internet, which is don't address or acknowledge the haters or, or the challenge crit- them and never challenge yeah, or them challenge them because that's how it comes across anytime you mm-hmm. call attention to the haters it comes across as though you're challenging or you're inviting additional haters um yeah exactly mike joy is not the chief problem with these broadcasts it's the commercial something he does not control i know he's got to go to bat for his bosses but doing it on live broadcast like that it did come off as cringy to me um and it, to your point jared it, it came off as like Rather than acknowledging we have a problem, it was more of a "no, you're the problem." We're not changing anything, and it's like, it's "No, can you please be a little open to it's other such ideas, a please?" Old head way of going about it too. Yeah. It's like the, yeah. a yep. generally younger audience is is having a problem with this, and your solution isn't, "Hey, it'll take time, but we can fix it." And I don't think doing that on tweets is, is as effective as a broadcast itself. It's hey. Let's call them keyboard warriors, and then use single syllables because we think they're stupid. Like, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Gotcha like this, ha ha ha! Gotcha now, internet. By the way, I love, speaking of uh, though acknowledging, I love the steamed hams comment in the chat. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I missed it. Where is it? A lot of people are, are like talking steamed hams. That's what they are. They're steamed hams. Steamed hams. <laughs> I see. Love okay. That um. Well, uh, sorry. I, I'm gonna. Make sure we I mean, we've hit on everything. The arrow package. I do want to touch on that real quick. A lot was made of them removing a bunch of pieces from out from underneath the cars. Um, also shortening the spoiler slightly. I think based on what a lot of the drivers said, it was maybe a slight improvement over what we had at Phoenix last season. 
But the issues with Phoenix being a flat, short oval, the resin still being there in the outer lanes kind of makes this a, a top heavy racetrack, hard to get the bottom to roll. There are a lot of unique factors at play in Phoenix that aren't conducive to great racing. But I, I don't know, I guess real quick, Danny, did you think the the new arrow package was at least a step in the right direction? Or do you think they got to go back to the drawing board entirely? Mm, I don't think it was anything really just neutral. Was it, was it wasn't anything bad. Was it anything good? Yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. It's it's too early. Like, I mean, we're, it's yeah. one race, but also too, again, like I said earlier, it's Phoenix. It's going to race a certain type of way. You know, I think the real tests are going to be at both Richmond and Martinsville coming yeah. up, I mean, like really early in the season. So we're going to find out really quickly. So I don't know. I It's pretty unfair to judge it automatically just off of this race. Again, it's Phoenix. They're going to get spread out sometimes. You know, it is what it mm-hmm. is. I mean, there was some good battling, though, and I'll give uh, Fox Sports this early on when there was some battles um, amongst the field. They, they showed were, them. Um, going back. So, okay, okay. They listened to some of the criticism. All right, good job, good job. Appreciate it. Let's do that for every race now. But, yeah, no, no, no. Like, um, just, just give it some time, man. Like, I mean, as far as adjustments, though, again, it's just one race. So, I mean, if there was a huge problem, I'm sure we would have heard about it. The drivers would have definitely been up in arms about it automatically, like, um, because yeah. I, I, I don't know, like, uh, again, unless you like, you know, take somebody out and then say, Hey, I took somebody out, then you won't get penalized for criticizing the car at least. Right. So I don't know. I, feel, I, I think, yeah. I think there, there's a line you can cross. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, there's a certain line you don't cross. Yeah. You're right. You're right about um, that. But, but yeah, no, I, just ultimately, I mean, they were still shifting. I know that's yeah. the big thing that a lot of folks have talked about. There's things with the engines, uh, the way they're set up, that's, you know, maybe can be edited to make them not shift at these types of tracks. But I think that is still a big problem that this, these arrow edits did not change. Uh, Jarrett, what do you think of the racing? I mean, I actually had said this after the race when I was uh, doing my post-race show is that I'm not, I wasn't as upset about this race not being interesting as I was about Vegas. Cause I expect more from Vegas. When mm-hmm. I go into Phoenix, I don't expect much. Um, I, I can't think of a race since they've reconfigured it. Uh, honestly, I can't think of a race, at least for me personally, since they've reconfigured this track past 2011 that intrigued me, that didn't have some kind of playoff chase thing to keep me intrigued or a bunch of crashes. Like I, I just, I personally, I just, I do not like this track. Uh, so that's why I won't judge the package off of this race alone. Uh, I think that Richmond is and Martinsville would be a much better look, uh, especially Martinsville. Because if, if you screw up Martinsville, you've done something seriously wrong. Uh, but I just, I don't I'm hoping, like this Phoenix. I'm hoping Martinsville's not as cold because I have a feeling it's probably going to be, hope, at best, it'll be what the fall race was, which well, was no, decent. Yeah, because it'll be on Sunday afternoon. I hear the sirens yeah. coming after me. Maybe it's maybe it's some people at NASCAR. But I'm just saying now, <laughs> this should not be the championship race. Get it off this now. track. There it comes for me. Three Four, four, it's mid-April. Oh, okay. Okay, it's been a fairly mild winter slash spring. It was warm for a little bit. Now it's cold again. It's going to warm up next week. I think by then we should be on a warming trend, so yeah. we should see a better indication. It'll probably, be we'll probably be a hurricane in Martinsville, knowing NASCAR's yes. luck. <laughs> and for those asking in the chat, why is Phoenix a championship race? Um, it, it's it, They've invested a ton of money in that facility. Yeah, so that's the main reason <laughs> what, eric's been up there it's a, it's a nice facility though but it's yeah, a very not, nice racetrack not the best racing though. what what's the cost if you're losing you know a couple million viewers in the span that it's your championship race off that well, race what is the true cost of 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 that like i i just 
There yeah. needs no, to I, be a I track with better from, racing yeah. with this because if you're going to have a one-race championship and we can tell in March how good or bad that race will be at the end of the year, it needs to change. Yeah, You shouldn't well, they... get to have a free preview of the championship. No, No sport like this does that. Oh yeah, that is a good point. Yeah, yes, that, that's fair. Yeah. Like um, even even in in what I what I do, I compete in fishing tournaments. The big championship at the end of the year. At the end of the year, no one knows right now where that lake is going to be. So no one gets to go oh. get a clear indication right now as to how they're going to do. Then that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. NASCAR, can we get on that, please? I don't, I don't <laughs> know. And NASCAR lake can racing. do that one for one, but <laughs> I I like the idea of if if you're going to have this this kind of championship, if it needs to be a rotating one, if you mm-hmm. need to maybe 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 every couple years the rotation goes, and you I don't know, you draw it out of a hat or something. I don't know. Like, Talladega. No, 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 no. It's going to happen eventually. I think Daytona is more likely to happen than Talladega. <laughs> <laughs> And I, well, I, I think Jared happily. Jared, I think you were setting me up for a segue. Uh, we do have to briefly talk about the TV ratings. Uh, it was a sellout crowd oh. out at Phoenix once again, about forty thousand in capacity. Uh, but the rating, uh, one point nine rating, three and a half million viewers. Uh, about nineteen percent were in the eighteen to forty nine age demographic. Pretty much on par for most NASCAR races. It was down to the third most watched sporting event of the weekend. I think NASCAR had won each of the previous three weekends i may be wrong about that but i believe they did did. um they lost to golf i know this time around um down 17 percent in rating and 15 percent in viewership uh i it's i mean it's it's that's one of the largest single year drop-offs of any race in recent memory so yeah i I don't i don't want to open this up into a big what do we do to fix it conversation i think definitely chase elliott being out is still at least contributing six seven or eight percent but uh, yeah, I don't know. It, the, the big is, problem, are people just burned out of Phoenix? Is it is that all it is? I, I think I mean, again, I, I'm not saying this as as excuse. I'm I, this the back to back like the, it was a very empty weekend last year. I get that, uh, but I don't think that's the whole problem. Where I start to run into a little worry is it was the first weekend Xfinity was down from last year too, which it had been up oh, yeah. like damn near ten percent all year. Yeah. Same with trucks. So it went down slightly this weekend. Yeah. And, and it, and it kind of, I think this weekend does disprove that one of the theories I had that, Hey, m- maybe it was just racing burnout after a triple header day. No, I don't think it's that Like It just, I th- I think it's a multitude of different things. I think the chase Elliott one is going to be a big one. I think that the, you know, cu- cutting TV in general will be big too. And, and I, yeah. I, I think, I think a large part of it is poor broadcasting. Like I think, I think I, so too. I mean, you, yeah. Usually, the last couple years, the first races are down and it improves. But as broadcasting keeps getting worse, why? You know, I it, I it, yeah. it was hard to watch for me. Like at one point, I turned on MRN. I'll just I'll admit yeah. it. I would I would no. rather listen to the race, uh, at, from MRN, like a lap ahead of the race I have on TV with that one on on mute than actually watch it. So if it's someone who's not as diehard as me, I don't blame them for turning it off with how bad the coverage has been. Like I'm, I did. Yeah. I did that with PRN at, um, during the Vegas weekend oh. for like stage two. Yeah, I, I get it, man. Well, and not nah, to mention, be hard to watch. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna be honest. Other than the Daytona 500, this year has kind of been blah with racing too. Like the racing yeah. has not been great. Oh, Auto Club was a really good race until Bush ran off at the very end. But and also the last too, two weeks have been kind of meh. That's fair. 
And also, too, just, I mean, we're in the second year of this Gen 7. Eventually, the teams are going to figure it out. So I figured some races weren't going to be as exciting as last year's. But I also think the newness of the next gen, I do it's like, I think wear I, off, right? I underestimate that last year we saw significant attendance increases and for the most part ratings increases. And, mm. you know, some of that maybe was first fully normal year post COVID, but also was it just the new car? Was that interesting? I, I think I underestimated that last year. Now this year it's not as new. And, you know, towards the end of last year, it had some down moments with Bowman and Bush getting injured. So I, I wonder if now that's instead of being a, 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 a draw it's almost a deterrent people don't want to watch the new car because mm-hmm. it left a bad taste in their mouth at the end of last season i don't know well a uh, new contract coming up ratings are down in a very pivotal year get ready for yeah. a new point system next year no i'm kidding I'm oh kidding. god <laughs> yeah um it's funny you mentioned that too yeah i didn't even realize that jared yeah that's right it is a very important it's year impo- for it's the an television year and yeah. fox is kind of screwing the pooch and here. Yeah. yeah, maybe they're trying to get the, the ratings or their 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 yep. payout lower. That's what yeah, maybe maybe <laughs> they're self sabotaging. They're so they tanking, the Eric. They're, they're tanking. T- Why'd you say tanking. that to me? What what, what why am I? Because Houston, fan. bro, the Rockets are tanking, bro. It's obvious. I was thinking yeah. the Texans. Oh, and the Texans, yeah. All <laughs> the, the, every Houston sport. Yeah, hey, the Astros made tanking cool with uh, those three horrible years, followed by six straight ALCS appearances. Hey, I'll um, take that. Yeah, so Houston, that, we perfected that's, that's the tanking tank. the right way. Yeah, we perfected the tank, um, and Fox Sports apparently is trying to do the same thing on the TV side. Well, hey, uh, but Eric, Jared, Eric, Eric, maybe the uh, the Rams might be joining you in tanking. Just saying, oh. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Y'all got right, go Baker ahead. off the books. I thought that was interesting. Um, <laughs> Jared, that I keep having to mute, but like seriously, effort like. Is everyone just around this town dying today? Because you can take oh. you can take oh, the boy God. out of Rockford, but you can't take Rockford. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just literally where he lives. Is like the yeah, fire station is, is one minute from his house. Hey, some stuff's going down, yo. Hey, some you you do down. know at least if you're ever in trouble, you will have help right around the corner. That's <laughs> a small the, price to pay. Or I know I'm just missing out on the zombie apocalypse starting out right outside my door. Oh, yeah, the well, Walking maybe. Dead in real life. Um, before we talk Xfinity real quick, and I know we're at the halfway point of the show, we will get to your super chats in just a few minutes. Uh, but Jarrett, um, the poll, what did our loyal viewers think of, uh, the Phoenix race this Sunday? And it's time for the poll, the famous iceberg poll on the NASCAR weekly podcast. Uh, well, I asked, what did you think of the 2023 United rentals work? United 500 is very what united. Terrible name. Was very a terrible united. Name. Uh, well, Nine percent were united in saying it was great. Thirty-four like percent were uni- united in saying it was good. Uh, Forty-four were united in being united with average. Below average was united by nine percent, and bad was united by four percent. So, uh, I'll just say this: the net positivity was united at forty-three, and thirteen percent for net negativity being united. Uh, so Stop saying united. <laughs> more people uh, thought that it was average than positive which is for our viewers not very united (laughs) (laughs) sorry it's such a horrible name it's funny it's just it's so much it's like talking in circles the united work rentals united to the work united 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 uh all right well a little more negative than usual what did they say in the comment section well the first comment was from spencer again all right i see him in the live chat right now positive negative or meme negative negative Mm, negative <laughs> he's literally in the live chat right now saying united states of united oh, it's yeah, gonna be it's obvious. obvious yeah it's pretty obvious <laughs> he said one okay it was actually it was a pretty short first comment uh one word to unite the last laps 
What did he just say? Unite in the past? Oh, he's he's been playing the long game. And he used the chaos meme. He used the c word. Yeah. But then he said, other than that, pretty calm race. Honestly, I'm waiting for the first comment to just be like a one letter comment, so somebody can like get it out there first. Uh, I do yeah. like that he used the just, word "united" just, days before the "united" meme mm-hmm. uh, became. Someone's a thing. just gonna That's comment, cool. uh, uh, <laughs> uh, but oh, I just said out uh, too. Uh, but looking at the rest of them here, uh, a couple more comments. Big Bacon says next week's question on Clint's pick six should be: How many minutes of the race will be actually on air? Or how fast will NASCAR throw a caution with less than 10 laps to go? Yeah. Hey, NASCAR, they've been quick with that trigger finger, though. Uh, okay. Been. I will say they made the right call with the Burton one. There was debris on the yeah, track. The but they called it too early. They got bailed out by that tire going down. Yeah, they did. They okay. did. But no, that first part of the, uh, of the comment was funny, though. Sparkle 8000 says Eric Almarola came back to get caught up in a last lap crash, get caught up in a restart crash run mediocre, and have a wheel break. Uh, welcome, he won his dual race. Yeah. Welcome uh, to out-of-retirement life, Eric. Congrats, you. Byron. The heartbreak for Harvick. Barry top 10. Briscoe showing he has figured out Phoenix. And Chastain and Hamlin added again. And this was also written three days ago before the penalties were given. That's yeah. a good summary. For, for real, though. why Eric, why'd you come out of retirement, bro? Almarola, not not our Eric. But why'd you come out of retirement for this, <laughs> oh, though, man? Oh, we yeah, got Eric Heastep, why'd you come out of retirement? Yeah, we got, yeah. We got another good one here. Uh, <laughs> Josh Williams mullet put shout out to BJ McLeod <laughs> for that epic 36th place finish today. What a day for him. <laughs> NASCAR Sam says you can almost feel the jealousy radiating from the booth from Danica and Clint Boyer when talking about how Hendrick has always carried SHR. <laughs> Harvick has carried SHR. Yeah. Is that what he meant? Okay. Uh, I really hope there's a comment from NASCAR shell. I've been seeing that account a lot here lately. NASCAR shell. Yeah. The, oh yeah. I can pretty that. much summarize yeah. it. I want to thank Steve Phelps and Steve O'Donnell for a great race. <laughs> Nothing went wrong today. They've done such a great job. NASCAR is moving in the right direction. In the right direction. They're great for this. <laughs> it's like, a, it's a variant of that every time. And NASCAR shell. I saw this. We'll get to the rest of the chats in a moment. NASCAR shill sent a super chat earlier. that said, thanks Fox for the post race. Where you at keyboard warriors? So <laughs> he's still at it. Uh, Vincent, he's still shilling. <laughs> Vincent put top 10 for Barry. Hell yeah. Congrats. Yeah. To Byron oh yeah. Well. yeah. We can't talk didn't about that. To, Good job. Yeah. Didn't, yeah. Yeah, didn't mean to gloss over that. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm trying to scroll down without getting myself in trouble for what I read. Uh, Uh-oh. so that, that is, that is on the fly. Let's see. Uh, Ethan said, there was a race today. All I remember was Wendy's and Coke Zero. I need to try it first. <laughs> I hate about that the song in that commercial. It's such a bad oh, song. Oh, you here do? we go. I found NASCAR Shill. Oh, 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 God. Thank you, Steve Phelps, Steve O'Donnell, and Ben Kennedy. What a great race. <laughs> ben Kennedy. <laughs> That's basically what you said. <laughs> Are you NASCAR Shill, Jarrett? Is that your burner? Oh, yeah. shoot, you caught me. Hey, I've been accused of being the NASCAR shill account before, so join the club. Uh, I, I get accused anytime I'm positive, and then whenever I say something critical, I'm a NASCAR hater. So I, I, mm. I, I think there's I no just, in between. I'm just a flip flopper. That's what I am. No in between. Ah. Uh, let's see. Let me get to the bottom and see if I can actually read the bottom comment. We actually got a lot more comments this week. So uh, oh, I love the gutter comments, though. You can always find some the gutter comments. Yeah, I like really that. Is. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. I think I can actually read. So there we go. Yes. All right. I'll, I'll read the last three this week. So D 
These are not what I am saying. I am reading comments that other people are saying because we like to shed a light on everything uh, comment-wise that's not too far gone. Uh, David put, Ford teams and Toyota teams should just park it and let Chevys win every race, every pole, every lap led. This is what NASCAR wants, another stupid Chevy clown show. <laughs> Are you sure that's not just NASCAR show? Damn. <laughs> You're not a Chevy fan at all, man. He's like, yeah, something, nope. something makes me think that this person is uh, not going to get the next Silverado. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Ward says, Phoenix is such a boring track, in my opinion. I don't understand why they raced there at the end. Homestead was such a better track to race the championship at. And then Jesse's. Short, simple, uh, short, simple, and to the point. Boring race is all he put. Man, that was hey, he's living up to his name. There you go, living up to your name though. But yeah, so there's the poll. <laughs> yes, yeah. and that'll conclude this edition of the famous iceberg poll on the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Want to touch on the Xfinity race real quick before our first super chat stage break? Uh, it was all Joe Gibbs racing up front at the end with Sammy Smith. Sammy, Sammy Smith. His First Xfinity Series win. He's full-time with Gibbs this year, uh, so that's pretty cool. I believe that made him the youngest uh, winner in uh, Phoenix Xfinity Series history. Yes, in Phoenix. So yes. congrats to him. But his teammate, Ryan Truex, who's making just a handful mm-hmm. of starts in that number 19 car this year, uh, wound up second and was uh, very much in contention until the very end. So shout-out to Ryan Truex. Go, Ryan. Uh, and then for the second week in a row, right, Kyle Busch was on the entry list, ran an Xfinity race for colleague. And got outran by but, uh, Chandler Smith. They I, had some the running at the but, end there. A little bit of yeah, contact at the end. I was just end. about to say, that's one of the main reasons why, you know, his car was fading. I guess they wanted to duke it out on the last lap. I, I, think, I don't know. I was confused, but. Yeah. I think I'm done picking Kyle Busch and Xfinity Series. He just doesn't seem the same in a college car. Yeah. Just, and also, I think it's just proof that, that the college cars, the college cars have faded a bit in the last year mm-hmm. or two. Like last year, Almondinger wasn't winning as much, but at least he was consistent. The rest of the colleague team was not leading as many laps as they used to. So I think Kyle Busch is just further proof that the colleague cars are like a little behind the Gibbs and JRM cars. Yeah. And just that image of the 18 car running away from Kyle Busch was just sad to see. That was crazy. I was like, damn, that's right. Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch is getting beat by his old number and team by, by an 18 year old driver. Yeah. Basically the the 18 the 18 was his number and vice versa. That's now like, what was the 54? Somewhere in a Cheddar's, somewhere in a Cheddar's Dalton Good was punching the air watching that happen. <laughs> no, that was on Sunday. But no, no, Both I, don't wanna, I don't want to gloss it, over it this. It definitely didn't go uh, stop at a pilot gas station afterwards, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I didn't want to gloss over this meme too. Did y'all see like the post-race thing where um, on Twitter, Sam is in victory lane giving the interview and his freaking PR lady is just right behind him with the list of sponsors just disinterested like, I did not see that. That's funny. That's funny. Like, the, yeah. like, to remind him who he has to thank. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. I we swear there's humanity. Want, but, we swear yeah. it's there. Like <laughs> no, a cue card. I, I thought it was funny. Yeah, and just her facial expression. She was just like, dude, like, hurry up. Man. Another day, another dollar. Yeah, and get that, get that bread. Make sure you think pilot flying J or else neither of us get that dollar. <laughs> hey, hey speaking, of, speaking of the sponsor, though, hey, always remember this. Michael Annette walked, or no, excuse me, Michael Annette, um, he repped. 
So Sman, so uh, Sammy Smith can I win. About, I was about to say he stopped walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Josh he, Berry won in the pilot car uh, a couple of years ago. Didn't hey, he? remember yeah, that sponsor? Did. Remember who brought the sponsor in first though? Michael and Michael on that, and also yeah. Sammy Smith has some sort of connection with them. I'm not sure what it is, but it's some sort of connection with the sponsor. I, I think um, it's yeah. I think it's family has ties to the company. Okay, well, hey, Probably. they're putting money to good use though, because he's looking he's looking very good. He's looking and very good. Where did um Riley Herbst finish? Did he get another top five or top, top ten? Five. Top five. five, I believe. Don't you know he's the goat in the A's? Oh. And let oh, me he's, let just, me... he's out running Cole Custer. Yeah, I just want to let me let me bring that up really quick. Wait, hey, what, what, what's up. going on with Cole yeah, Custer? No, I want to see has he finished in the top ten all in all the races this year? Uh uh-huh. hold on, give me a second. Give because if second. that's the case, he's fought, finished if if he finished in the top ten in all Xfinity races, he's finished in the top ten in all races this year, if you include the Daytona five hundred. <laughs> oh, <laughs> hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm I'm pulling it up. Let's see. And we ran four races four so races. far. Okay, come on. Is the ghost come on, racing reference? There. Come on, racing, racing reference is a shell of its man. former self. It, it really is, man. Okay, so Yep, four top tens, one top hey. five. Riley Hurts is tens. the goat confirmed. He'll hey. be on the top seventy-five list of everybody. <laughs> hey, bro, give him his flowers, bro. Top yeah, five in serious. points, and he's showing up his teammate, bro. Cole Custer, what are you doing, mm. man? This is supposed to be your time, bro. I'm You're supposed to freaking reserve, like, what does supposed to resurrect your do, career. Man. That's like, what I'm waiting for. That's the real question is, I mean, besides Auto Club, where he was leading, they didn't have a good finish. What has he done this year? Unfortunately, like, I don't. What's going on, man? Come on. Something to watch for sure. Uh, race within yeah. the race between the two Stuart Haas Fords. Um, but happy Riley Herbst has been more consistent. I hope he gets a win this year just just to get that monkey off his back. I think he will. I think he will. He's, he's pacing win. towards that. That's great. Darian, we were talking about, uh, or Danny was talking about the weather earlier in Martinsville. But how's the weather in, uh, in Nashville right now? Is it okay? Is it looking good? It's a little chilly, but with a chance of a little bit of lightning. <laughs> it's the round on the nascar weekly podcast jared what do we have on tap for tonight a muted mic apparently <laughs> all right it, it don't matter what to do it's gonna do that either way but oh yeah. my god we got god, we had a couple good ones let's roll through these really quick uh first off jensen button will be racing an shr prepared rick Ware car at coda chicago and indy and some may say that that might actually make it slower uh, the choose cone will be used at road courses now. That's something to see. Mm. Austin Sindrick had a very nice job in the ARCA booth. Oh yeah. That was a good little, good little bit. Yeah. Nice. Um, where he basically, I think it was like 69 to go and you just hear him go nice. Um, yeah. That's Jim, good. Jimmy will run at Coda. And then was there one more that he announced too? Was it the 600 he announced? Uh, the Coke 600 he announced. Yes. Uh, Danny uh, told us about this today. The Ricky Bobby Mansion uh, <laughs> in Cornelius, North Carolina on Lake Norman has been on the market. You can buy it with just a little bit of spare change and $9.9 million. So, you yeah, know. It's fine. Find some change underneath the seat cushion. You, you can you can live in the same house where the kids disrespected Chip. Yeah, and said he, he was jacked up on Mountain Dew. like a spider monkey. Yeah, jacked I mean, up if, on Mountain Dew. Yeah, just run, if if you still if your bank is still around, run to it and uh, grab nine point nine out of the uh, out of the bank account. Uh, the Nashville <laughs> Fairgrounds renovation project, the agreement that they have for the fair board, uh, it passed. By it's happening. Three to it's two. happening. Now has to move to the Nashville Metro Council for a vote. Uh, I think of approval. I don't know if there's any. Steps after that or whatnot, I, but they're very. I think it'll get. Pro. I think it'll get fair to. They're, it's they're looking more, good. They're more pro mayor, so another huge step 
now in uh in Nashville Fairgrounds having NASCAR racing. Uh Eric, we have one for you to jump in a lightning round with before I finish yeah. off. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Earlier this week, uh the Daily Downforce was officially publicly launched. It's a new project that AE Engine's been working on. It's a company I've mentioned a few times. They've worked with me on a number of different projects the past couple of years, including the Out of the Groove Weekly Viewers Guide, which uh, a few of y'all had noted hadn't returned this year. That's because uh, the resources, the energy, the time, the the love and hard work that uh, AE Engine and myself had been putting into that is now going towards the Daily Downforce. It's much more current, much more conversational. Every single day, if you go to dailydownforce.com, there is news, commentary, there's content from a lot of content creators. This podcast is on there as well as other uh, podcasts like uh, Power Hour, which I've been doing with Brennan Poole, the Scene Vault podcast, uh, the Garage Guys. If you're into the fantasy and sports betting side, the Garage Guys have a huge presence there as well. There's some really cool dudes. Highly encourage you to go check out their stuff. And we're continuing to expand the site uh, over the next few months. So I um, really appreciate all the great feedback. Be sure to follow at Daily Downforce on Twitter and Instagram and head to dailydownforce.com for the uh, latest NASCAR news and content. And then to roll out of the lightning round really quick, I want to remind you guys again uh, that we can you know, have you submit for the uh, chat and viewership segment of our top 75 NASCAR drivers of all time. Probably keep it cup, I would say, that you know we're, we're more going on cup on this one. Uh, go to weeklypodcastguest at gmail.com. You can send an email there and send us in your list. We got a, a bunch of lists this past week. and Including a lot mine. Of, a lot of interesting takes. Uh, mm-hmm. The deadline for this is April 19th. That is basically a month and four days away. Uh, so definitely get in as soon as possible. It takes a while. I've been working on mine for like a week and a half now. I just started. I spent I spent a good week, week and a half working on. I submitted mine today, so hopefully it's um it's good, I'm good I, enough. I, I don't know about you guys. It's difficult. Like I, I was surprised how difficult it is. You know, when you're actually putting the effort yeah. into it, it's like that's yeah. that's why I wanted to get mine done asap. Because if I take too long, I'm gonna be swapping guys in and out, and I'm never gonna get um get it over with. So just submitted mine today, and we'll see uh, how the others are, um, how the others look. But yeah. Yeah, weekly podcast guest at gmail.com. I will also put it in the uh in the chat right now as we're talking. Uh but just want to let you guys know about that. That way you can get it in. April nineteenth is the cut line. If you send it in after that, can't accept it. So be sure to get it in. Got a month or so to do it. Um but yeah, I can't I can't wait to do that. Like I honestly this has become really quickly after seeing everyone's different takes on different drivers too. If you want to give takes of why your drivers in different places do that too, it's honestly become one of the things I'm looking most forward to this summer to looking at. So yeah, that about cover it though. That's the lightning round. Yes. Oh, please don't blow out the mic. Please don't blow out the mic. Please don't blow out the mic. And that'll do it for this edition of the lightning round on the NASCAR weekly podcast. You're nice. perfect. Very Fine. smooth. I see Devin Phillips in the chat uh, saying that uh, me and my wife are going to Atlanta this weekend. Is the fan zone worth it at Atlanta? We're going to talk all about Atlanta in a moment. It's fun. It's fun. But I wanted to uh, see if if you guys have been there before, if you guys have any recommendations. And if anyone in the chat, I want you guys to answer Devin's question while we talk about some news uh, from Adam Stern. Remember about a year ago when there were first rumors, whisperings of a all-electric EV exhibition mm-hmm. series uh, potentially debuting at the clash this year it's just some side project a new little series that nascar and some of the teams and oems are working on that obviously didn't go anywhere got delayed for a number of reasons and now 
uh, talks have picked back up. According to Adam Stern, there is still the possibility of running an electric vehicle NASCAR style exhibition race this year. Uh, we can make this pretty quick, but I did find this news pretty interesting. Jarrett, did you like, I, I don't know, one, do you think it's a good idea? And two, where slash when do you think we could see this at the earliest? I, I It would have to be an off season thing. Cause I don't think the teams and drivers are going to stand with one off weekend a year doing it. I don't think that adding it or tacking it on to a race weekend, probably having to do it either a Sunday morning or tack it on before or after an Xfinity or truck race would be the good move. Uh, whether we want it or not, it's going to happen because the the manufacturers and the automakers across both this country and the world want to roll into electric. It's uh, coming. I, I think it's going to be, like they said, an off-season exhibition kind of series. It's going to be a way, you know, by technicality, if, if if the manufacturers are giving it as their, like, prototypes, it wouldn't necessarily be a NASCAR stock car. It would just be a electric stock car. Uh, it'd probably have to be somewhere warm. Uh, and it would be really interesting to see if they can uh, put the fires out because fire is a huge, yeah. huge issue with electric stuff. So yeah, whether you want it or not, I think it's happening. Yeah, it's happening, y'all. It's coming whether you like it or not manufacturers want it so it's definitely happening but um looking at some of these older articles and stuff it's interesting to see where we are now because last year there were talks of like potentially six races eventually um as far as like um some of these articles from like 2021 2022 there was multiple races being you know potentially reported and uh it still hasn't really gotten off the ground per se but it is gaining a little bit of traction though so um, it's very interesting though, but yeah, to Jared's earlier point, um, doing this during an off weekend, we're really the only off weekend the, uh, the teams get bad idea. I don't think, um, um, uh, that's not a good idea. I don't think either. Um, so yeah, th- I would say this would probably have to be an off season thing, or if you push it back to maybe, I don't know, 2024 maybe, but then like, how would you run it during the actual season? You know, so there's so many questions in the air, but um but yeah they're gonna eventually switch so gotta get used to it get used to it well and it's important to note that this series is not expected to replace it's not going to replace any series in the near future you know 20 years from now sure we could see an xfinity electric series i wouldn't be shocked by that if it's even still sponsored by xfinity if the internet's even still a thing by then or if we're all connected through our brain waves or something um (laughs) but as a its own new standalone thing. We could get different looking style cars. Maybe they look more like SUVs, like a lot of electric cars look on the streets. Also uh, different drivers. Different drivers, on, perhaps. Yeah, diff- yeah I, like yeah. I'm all for it because it it's a great way to attract additional manufacturers. This is could this could be what gets Dodge once again interested and reengaged with NASCAR about not only, you know, dabbling in the CV series, but maybe once again, relaunching a NASCAR cup series team in the not so distant future. Um, Like I totally get fans who hate the idea of V8 of these gas powered engines going away, but it's important to note that that is still years, if not decades, at least away from ever being seriously considered. It's not tomorrow. This is just something different. And (laughs) I saw, uh, I think it was, I think their name was like dislike in the chat. Yeah. I said, I told you all electric stadium series is going to come soon. That could be what this turns into. And that's awesome. If you have a stadium NASCAR series that's separate from cup, that's able to travel around the country and, and 
and race. Like it's, mm. it's great. It's just something to be, you don't have to watch it. If it's not your thing, it's not your thing, but it will be someone's thing. And it's more racing. What's wrong with more racing to potentially consume. That's the I way mean, I view it. The, the way I see it is if you're a race fan and if there's a race on, then you're going to watch it no matter, you know, how they end up running the cars or not, you know, like, Hey, it, I get, you know, hating on, you know, electric cars and all that stuff. But I mean, I don't know, like I, I, people will watch it. NASCAR fans will watch it. If there's NASCAR racing on, fans will watch it. No matter. Some well, some definitely it. won't. I believe that there are some that will not, but I think a decent amount will, especially if there's mm-hmm. name recognition. If you know, Junior Motorsports is one of the teams on the entry list, I think there'll be fans that tune in. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen. I'm just throwing them out there because they have name recognition. <laughs> Um, I don't know, anything else to add again, it is still very speculative, but that was a really interesting, uh, report from Adam Stern this week. Yeah. Um, sounds like no, uh, so, uh, we can move on. Uh, we kind of hop back up pretty quick here to Atlanta, Atlanta super speedway. It's a triple header weekend, correct? Oh my goodness. That We're at that point in the show already. Exciting, yeah. exciting stuff. Uh, we can talk a lot about Atlanta because last year's races were certainly polarizing, Pack racing on a mile and a half. I thought both Atlanta races were pretty entertaining. Uh, the Hendrick cars, I think, swept the two races. With Byron very, and Elliott. very long, though. I'm glad they shortened the races since. Well, both, oh, yeah, right. both they are did. 400 now. That's yeah. right. I do very appreciate long. that change. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. One note, and I think everyone saw this tweet from, I think it was Anthony Alfredo, that they've actually changed mm-hmm. pit entry to uh, the entrance to turn three. So you don't have to come off that high banking right on the exit of turn four and try to squeak on a pit road. Now you enter much earlier, likely safer, might open up some other issues or possibilities. If you speed though, oh, it's all. Yeah, that's true. Oh no, so Alfredo put something out, uh, like a video out, and he said that based on how much time with pit speed, I think they said that the commitment line like and pit road line are in turn three. So, so you'd have to go slow around the you'd apron. You have to go slow around the apron. You'll lose over two laps if it's green flag cycled pit stops. Wow. And so here's okay. Typical me, gonna be pessimistic. Not pessimistic, <laughs> but people will think I'm being pessimistic. I na- the the question needs to be asked. What happens if there's cars going down on pit road anyway on the backstretch, and then another car just you know crashes and hits them at 100 miles per hour in the rear, like? I, it's it's interesting. These are the problems with converting a track that's not meant to be a super speedway into a super speedway because you can't put a wall there. That's, you put a wall yeah. there and they run into pit. There's a reason Daytona and Talladega don't have a pit wall. That's like, a good point. So yeah, That's a good point. I'm just I'm I don't wondering. Know. I will, to me, that could happen in turn four too. Them jumping off the banking in turn four. It's, just, I, it's I, the problem of changing a track that shouldn't be a super speedway into a super <laughs> speedway. It's it's an un an, an unforeseen consequence, um, but we'll see. I also think it's interesting. They're not going to put timing lines all over the apron over there. I highly doubt it. Do, do they have the tech to do that? So you'll have to get down to like 50 miles an hour initially. And I'm sure these drivers, they're going to gas it up all the way around until they get to yeah. turn well, four, I, I don't think the would, traditional pit entry. I don't think if, maybe they won't put timing lines. They might put timing lines, but I, I guess I'd be a little surprised if they did. Yeah, they weren't very con- like clear on what the actual way they're going to go about it being the procedure for it. So maybe it's we'll that see. maybe they have to go like 45 on the apron the whole damn way. I I don't I don't <laughs> know gonna, how it works. I just know it's going to be weird to see. Yep, we're going to find out. Especially me and Danny will be at the race again this year. Yep. So yeah. Shout out to whoever will be at the race as well. Say That's hello. Fun. Yeah, That's I'll try awesome. to find out information on the tweet up and we'll try to be there. Yeah. Uh let's get into the three races. It's the truck races, the FR8, the Freight 208. Ooh, we talked about bad names. This is a good one. The Freight 208. 
Oh, I love that. Uh, <laughs> so that bad race, it's good. Uh, that race, I actually don't have a start time for it. I forgot to write that down. But it is Saturday afternoon, I think. Is that correct? It's early in the day Saturday. It's 135 laps. Corey Heim is the defending winner. Uh, the Xfinity race is on immediately after the truck race. It starts at 5 p.m. Eastern time on FS1 and PRN. It's the Raptor 250, 200 laps. Uh, the weather, is that right? Is it 200 laps? Because that doesn't add up to 250, does it? Or am I crazy? I'll have to uh, double means, check. Yeah, it, it, I'm pretty sure it does. I, I know that the uh, Freight 208 starts at 2 p.m. Eastern time. 2 p.m. Eastern for the Freight 208. Uh, I'm going to keep saying Freight 208 because that sounds cool. 163 laps. So my bad. Okay. Okay, Now we wrote the wrong thing down. Yeah. I was just in my head. I'm like, the math doesn't add up. Oh, you're all good. It's the Raptor 250, 200, 160 laps, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern on FS1 and PRN. Weather's looking pretty good. It's going to be a cool 56 degrees, a little breezy with 11% chance of rain. Not too bad. And then Sunday afternoon, 3.30 p.m. Eastern time on Big Fox and PRN, the Ambetter Health 400, 260 laps. I think that one is correct. It's uh, once again, a pretty cool day, not too chilly, but probably going to bring a decent jacket, 50 degrees, sunny, but cold, 8% chance of rain. So we'll see how those cooler temperatures affect uh, the grip. Cause I know there's a lot of talk amongst drivers and kind of just in the media about, you know, the track has aged a year. Will they still be able to go full throttle? Like it's Daytona, Um, but the cooler temperatures, the cooler temperatures will probably help with grip uh, a bit. So um, it was pretty watch out for cold for this race last year too. So it'd be interesting. Oh yeah, you would know, Danny. Y'all had to just stay in the uh, little. We ain't tent camping there. this year. I'm just here to tell you. Oh, I forgot y'all did that. That sounds that sounds intense. Oh, <laughs> uh, I forgot to mention, but Ty Gibbs is the defending Xfinity Series race winner here, mm-hmm. and um, uh, last year it was William Byron winning um the spring race at Atlanta. Byron, so, Byron, Byron. Um, Darian, what is uh who's Las Vegas picking as the favorite? Oh, and speaking of Byron, speaking of Byron, him and Larson are both the uh, the pre-race favorites at plus a thousand. Um, Ross Chastain, yeah, yeah, they, they, they love Larson, apparently. Um, Ross Chastain, Christopher Bell, and Ryan Blaney, all three of them, plus 1,200 apiece. Um, as for the best of, of the uh, of the rest uh, category, some pretty good value here. Joey Logano and Denny Hamlin are both plus thirteen hundred. Kyle Busch plus fourteen hundred. Uh, Brad Keselowski and Alex Bowman plus eighteen hundred. Um, so yeah, it's pretty close odds this weekend because it is a super speedway race. Now for the underdogs: Bubba Wallace plus two thousand, Kevin Harvick plus twenty five hundred, Eric Jones plus three thousand. Noah Gregson plus 5,000, and my personal favorite out of the underdogs, Corey LaJoy plus 7,500. Extremely good odds there. Great odds he, as a matter he's of gonna be a He's going to be a popular underdog pick, I have a feeling. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Had a and, lot of that summer race last year. And uh, continuing with the fantasy route, let's update you on the NWP Fantasy League point standings. Holy crap, I didn't know she was second. Congrats. Um, um, S, um, um, S the baby 09 is P1, but Danny B. Wife in P2 in the main Let's one. Go. Great job, Claudia. Wow. She's doing so good. And then P3 is Bubba's uh, Sports Mania Talk. Follow, and uh, tied for fourth place is Toyota Tough and Young's 550. Hopefully, it's not in reference to the 550 package. Let's not go back to that. But um, going back, yeah, yeah, we shall not say the package's name. But um, going to the NWP Fantasy League Two 
yeah, two fantasy leagues. Uh, MP1 is oh, my personal favorite name. Oh, no, dot, dot. We suck again. Blaney's Pit Crew in P1. This is the <laughs> weekly. We're going to be shitting on, on Blaney's Pit Crew weekly now. This is awesome. Um, in P2, in second place, is uh, Racer War, Roar 48. In three is uh, Samuel Madison 10. Got the full name in there. Um, in fourth is CG 4507. And rounding out the top five, Another favorite name of mine, unofficial Illinois representative. Um, oh, it's John. It says John Wise instead of Josh Wise. Okay, oh. well, they changed it. I guess they're going to change the name every week. We're going to have some fun with it. But, yep, thank you guys so much for playing the in, in the NWP Fantasy Leagues. I am sucking as usual, but you guys are doing great, so we're going to keep playing. Good stuff. Uh, the pick points for the podcast, not too much change, I don't think, from last year. Dude, did, we, did, did the basement boy change? No, I'm still, I'm still. All late. right, so, okay. Everyone's well, in the same spots. It's just yeah, I'm the only one just, who didn't lose points to you. Basement boy, basement yeah. boy. Well, uh, chat, I hate to tell it, tell y'all. Actually, I love to tell y'all, but we pulled away from you guys once again. Uh, I'm in P1. Chat is 13 points back. Jarrett, though, oh, I think boy. you tightened the gap a little there. You're 16 back. You're only three back in the chat. Danny's minus 22, and Darian is currently bringing up the rear minus Dan, Eric, hey, you keep rubbing it in, Eric. What is your I just deal? You read, I just read it. What the? I just, you just <laughs> called me basement boy. You didn't have to read all the points. I did like, damn, minus 28 behind. Okay. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, I, I like you how imagine I, being minus 28? I like how our <laughs> names are all, like, all the way down. Just get bigger names as we go. Ooh. Like, it's just a yeah, nice little Yeah, let's keep it that way. Down. Oh, let, Let's keep it that way the whole season. <laughs> nah, nah, we don't, we don't need to. Horrible start to the season for me so far. Let's see if I can uh, turn around. Thank but. God Blaney's two-tire call paid off because he was running like eighth all day. No. And then he he ended up second. I was like, oh, thank goodness. I picked him too. I was like, crap. Yeah. I, we are, I am so screwed. Yep. Uh, I was about to say, last time I picked a Penske driver for a while or a Ford, but then I remembered who I'm picking here in a few minutes. <laughs> All right, uh, before we spoil my picks, uh, let's go. Let's first start with the truck pick, and I guess we will go in our uh, point standings order, so I guess I will lead this off. Uh, my pick to win the truck race, the Freight 208, is Ben Rhodes. I feel good about Thor Sport, strength in numbers, and uh, Ben always seems pretty fast at the drafting track, so I like that Ben Rhodes pick. I, I would like that one, but there's someone else who, I, in my opinion, has been faster at drafting tracks, and that is Zane Smith. I'm going with that That's car or truck, I should say, not car, truck. Uh, I think Zane Smith's going to bring it home in hot Atlanta. He's already got two wins. Can he go three for four? That'd be, when's the last time a truck series driver went three for four to start the year? Has that happened? Probably. Some point. probably series has only been around like 30 it. years. Oh yeah. Kyle, but never mind. That's probably, he probably did. Yeah. Sorry, Danny. I like, I like this. Uh, I like this guy's performance here a year ago. Um, wasn't full time, but he still managed to go get the win. And now Corey Heim is full time. And I like, uh, I like him to go back to back at this one. Okay, I'm I'm muted my. I'm oh, driving the eleven, right? Yes. Sorry. Okay. okay, I muted myself just to make sure I don't talk over Dane this week. Since I am the basement boy, I have to play the role, man. So until I uh, um, Dude, move I, up in the I point didn't standings, mean to, like make this such a no, 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 no. This is good. I like this. I like this. Until I move up in the point standings, then hey, I can't. Whoever's in the bottom is automatically basement boy. So yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. So it's gonna be a fun thing the entire season. It's gonna be great. Um, 
But you know what? I've jinxed this driver so many times, but so what? Why not hell? again? Let's go ahead and get well, well, let's let's roll the dice again, right? He's, he's been pretty fast so far in the few truck races that have uh, been ran thus far. So uh Carson Hosefar finally gets it done. They got some new equipment over um um on that uh 42 truck. So let's see if he can get his first career truck series win. I'm I'm just imagine Carson is like, you know what? I think I like our truck this week. Pulls out his phone, watches us. No. Oh. Um, the chat actually a lot of them agreed with you, Darian, on Carson Hosovar, hey, but I think Zane Smith, I think Zane Smith is definitely getting more votes in yeah. the chat. Yeah. Um, who's driving the third? Oh, Deegan's in the 13. I'm seeing a few 13s, but I mean, when randomly right? said Dane Thompson, yeah, Dean Thompson. bro, wait, that's a random pick. <laughs> that's a good one. That's funny. Yeah, they're going uh, Zane Smith, I think. They're going Zane, I think. I'll, 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 I'll give him Dane Thompson. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> underdog pick. Uh, Xfinity series. I already forgot the name of this race, but it's uh, it's not the Freight 208, so I don't care. It's uh Saturday evening. I guess I have the to go Raptor first. Raptor 250. The Raptor. That's right. It's the one I didn't know the mileage. All right. Uh, the Raptor 250 winner uh, will not be. Is it Allgaier who's driving that Raptor scheme in Xfinity? Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Not him. I'm not picking him. He let me down. At nice Phoenix scheme though. I like the scheme. Nice scheme. Looks okay. Looks Does decent. this one look like Byron's basically or different? Yeah. Well, it's similar. I, at least to me. Yeah. At least to me it did. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, Jarrett, you went with the safe pick for trucks. I'll go with the safe pick for Xfinity. I'm going Austin Hill. I'm going Hill. Yeah. I'm going Austin Hill. Dang. Oh, yeah, I'm going Hill too. Dang. Now everybody's taking the picks. Damn. It's crazy that we're at a super speed. And they're going Hill too. I'm just, it's a, I, I mean, yeah. when he it's finishes in the top two for most yeah. of these races. I know, but I just, it's just crazy. When, like, this is like if we were doing the podcast in the 90s or, or, you know, mid 2000s with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah. yeah. He's that good. Or Jimmy Johnson in the 2000s at Lowe's. Like, Austin Hill is becoming the new Justin Haley, who is ironically in this race. Hey, but Corbett Racing 48, he's going with Herbst, though, but you're the only one. (laughs) You're the only one. (laughs) No. So clean sweep for Austin Hill. Uh, so yeah. that, that pick is basically a uh, moot. Um, so next yeah. up, now we're talking about the cup race. The uh, Am Better 500, 400, 400. Yes, we're, we're 400 this year. It was, uh, it's a, it was a lot longer last year. Yeah, we don't, we don't note, need 500 miles again. No. Side note, I just want to say Sam Mayer got a fair amount of votes in that last one, by the way, but I think it was still Austin Hill. Still he there. did. That's a good yeah. point. There were a few Sam Mayers. I'm a little surprised by that. Um, but yeah, I want, want to see Super Sam do something cool. Um, I'll start us off for a cup series suck pick. I'm going to go Martin Truex Jr. Uh, I don't know. He's just not really good at drafting tracks historically. And then last weekend at Phoenix, while his teammates, Bell Hamlin were up near the front all day, he was back around 18th. I don't know if they had like something bent or wrong on the car. That was just unusual, but he was back there with, with Ty Gibbs, with the rookie and Martin Truex Jr. should not be running with this, with rookie teammates. So I'm going to go Truex to struggle this weekend. He's slowly falling back. I mean, last year he had like four top fives and saying he said, that's yeah. a good, that might be a good, hey, he pick. won the clash. He won the clash. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll win the championship by that logic, but I'm, I'm going <laughs> to go with, uh, I'm going to go with a driver who even not in the cup series has not been the greatest at super speedways for the most part. Uh, and I don't think in a next gen, he'll be that great in a super speedway race as well. I'm going to go Josh Berry. Last year, when he was driving for College Racing, I walked up to my good buddy Tig and hyped him up and said, "Hey, man, you guys gonna have a good race today? You got a good driver behind the wheel." And then they were done in like 
16 laps or something like that. And uh, Noah Gregson uh, didn't have the great didn't have a great day there last year, and I'm going to have him as my driver to suck this this year. Oh yeah, he spun on his own in those early laps. That's right. Thanks for bringing that up again. Um, yeah, same pick as Eric MTJ Martin Truex Jr. for all of the same reasons Eric pointed out. Chat seems pretty mixed. Um, seeing some more Harrison Burtons than usual. No, but, no, Max but, Elliott is not going to suck because he's not don't, racing. Don't, don't say Elliott. Oh I definitely God. think it's leaning Almarola, but a lot of the Almarolas I'm seeing are the same, like two or three people. Yeah. But, but no, there's a few right there from yeah. different folks. So it's, it's probably no, Eric Almarola. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's probably it Eric Almarola. Dang, the suck pick used to be so uh, so much parody, but then one. used to be one, so interesting, Chad. Yeah. Come on now. Any, we should just do anybody but Almarola. Maybe. We <laughs> might have to make a, a yeah, grandfather and an Almarola rule. Yeah, maybe. We'll one see. person said he's got nobody sucking, just nobody. Oh. <laughs> Okay. And then Spencer's United. United. Oh, Spencer. Then that means it's time for the Dark Horse pick uh, for the cup race Sunday afternoon on Fox. I'm talking slowly because I forgot who I picked as my Dark Horse. I don't like me last week. Oh, no, I remember. Eric Jones. I think I always pick him as a dark horse on these super speedways because I think he is. And I've been disappointed with Legacy Motor Club's lack of performance to start this year. I don't think they have a single top 10 yet as a company. I think Eric Eric Jones will not Eric Almar. Eric Jones is going to change that this weekend. I think I'm going to be united with the chat. And I don't even know if this is a dark horse at this point because of how well he ran last year. But I'm going to go Corey LaJoy on this one. Just he's solid at these super speedways and say what you want about him, but takes a skill set and he's got it. So I'm going the seven on this one. And then for this one, I'm going with a guy who pulled off the last second pass in one of the races last year here. And I'm going to say Ty Gibbs can finally have a decent race behind him here at Atlanta. Uh, So this guy's currently 19th in points, four starts, one top 10. Um, I'm not going to lie. I expected a better start to the season, especially with who he has as a teammate now. But we're going to a super speedway. He's won on super speedways before. I think Austin Dillon is a solid underdog pick. But uh, you got to step it up a little bit, bit here, man. Hey, I thought Kyle Busch coming in would, you know, improve some of that performance. Maybe it has to a certain extent. But only one top 10 in the first four starts. Like, come on, man. Got to do better than that, especially with KFB as your teammate. Got some extra help now. Austin Dillon. Mm. I don't know if he sees it that way. Um, <laughs> maybe more competition, whether he'll admit it or not. Um, but it looks like Corey LaJoy is the near consensus underdog dark horse pick for the chat. Yeah. Uh, Cito's asking, Jarrett, where's the number generator? You gave up on that? Yeah, I actually, I actually try to win now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, on that note, Darian, it's time for the most important time of the show. That's right. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen. Who's gonna win? Who's gonna win at Atlanta Super Speedway? Jared, I know I submitted my picks to you at the beginning. I think I'm gonna call an audible and make a change. I was thinking really hard about this earlier. And then when I made that comment about Penske uh, before we started this segment, it got in my head a little bit. And now I don't think I can pick a Penske car. So I'm gonna go with my backup pick. This dude has been on fire the last, really all season long by that team's standards. They almost had that Daytona race one until the Chevys ganged up on them. Brad Keselowski will win this race. That one surprised me. Uh, it did, yes. Well, I'm going to go with this guy uh, who 
scored tons of stage points here last year, both races. Might not have got the finish in the second race, uh, but this team has been on fire at super speedways and especially Atlanta as a super speedway, especially at Atlanta Super Speedway or ass. Uh, and I don't think he will run ass this week. I think he'll run how he has the last two weeks. Byron, William Byron, I'm picking him to win. Uh, and no, it's not a consensus to the chat at all. I just, he's really damn good. And that Hendrick team's good and keep the momentum going. Now he's going to let me down as he has before. He's, he's good. I just don't was, know if it, he's. It was, it was all in the louvers and now they're gone. Well, I guess, I guess that he didn't have him at Phoenix either. So never mind. He's good. I just don't know if he's quite win this race two years in a row and went three in a row. Good right now. We'll see. Uh, I'm going to go with the guy who very nearly had Daytona in his hands and he ended up getting a win. He's going to get another one. Kyle Busch is my prediction. He was very vocal that he didn't like this track last year after it went bad for him, but now he's a RCR and I think it's going to be a better year. Interesting. This guy was in contention for the win last year. He was up there. He was up there during the spring race. And uh, he's gotten a tad bit better on super speedway tracks. You know, I think he's a uh, definitely one of the main playoff contenders, though. So it's definitely not one of these uh, underdog teams. And uh, I also have a feeling that a uh, particular somebody in the chat is going to love this pick. Christopher Bell. He's going to get it done. First Ooh. win of 2023. I think he will be there at the very end and score the victory. I'm looking at the chat. I'm already starting to drop a poll because I feel like I've seen a lot of Chastain, yeah, Byron's, of, and Bowman's. A lot of one. Yeah, I agree. Now, Ross going... Chastain was probably my secondary pick because he, last year, was leading a lot of this, had a tire issue, and still mm-hmm. came back to finish second. Right. That's right. So I want to put those three, Chastain, Byron, Bowman, in a poll. Chastain's got an early lead, it appears. Ross Chastain is their pick to win at Atlanta mm-hmm. this week. He had 44% of the vote. Byron had 30, Bowman 25. Well, on that note, gentlemen, I think that's going to do it for another edition of the NASCAR Weekly Podcast. Thank mm-hmm. you, everyone who tuned in tonight. Those of you who sent in super chats, a uh, huge thank you for your support. Very, very generous, very kind. Um, next week we will be on Darian's channel, Black Flags Matter. The link to your channel is down in the description below. If Mm -hmm. you're watching this on YouTube, um, it'll be March 22nd, 8 PM Eastern time. It's next Wednesday night. Uh, we'll go over Atlanta and we'll be, uh, previewing circuit of the Americas, which I've already been hyping up as a marquee event. I didn't even realize though, that Coda was like, oh yeah, that's like coming up. Like, wow, that's going to be fun to talk about. I'll be there. I can't wait. I'm bringing my dad again. I think my girlfriend might be coming as well. So it'll be her first road course race. We're going to get our steps in uh, there at Circuit of the Americas, yeah. but I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be hopefully not wet and rainy like, like it was a couple of years ago. But thank you so much for listening slash watching. We will see you all next week on Darian's channel. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Bye. Goodbye. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. I'm done with it. Fix your face. Set the sail. Steve, you look beautiful. You look great. Oh.